I can read minds. I can tell the future. Am I psychic? Do I have supernatural powers? Let's find out. Greetings, future corpses, and welcome to the gothic side of life. I will be your funeral guide, Glenley Allen Davis. We are here today to explore the world of supernatural powers. I use that term loosely because it means different things to different people. I am going to tell you two stories, and you can judge for yourself if that is true. Now, these stories are a few of many that have happened to me over the years. There are some more serious stories I have to tell, but I don't think I'm quite ready to talk about those just yet. When I first graduated high school, the first thing I did was pack all my junk and move to Hollywood, California to play in Will-O-Wisp, a gothic metal band back in the 90s. My brother was the guitar player and I was going to be the bass and keyboard player. The place that I was moving to was a real shithole. It was right off of Hollywood Boulevard on Yucca Street. The corner right there, we called it Crack Corner. The reason that was is because there was a drug dealer on every corner of the intersection. It was so bad, in fact, you couldn't even slow down your car. You had to blow through the stop sign. Otherwise, they assumed you wanted to buy drugs and they would jump on the hood of your car trying to sell you stuff. Needless to say, it wasn't the greatest neighborhood. My first night there, we pulled in to the front of the building. It was a, a, a large high-rise uh, building. We were on the fourth floor, and the streets were very narrow, and it was very hard to find parking in that area. So if a parking space opened up, you kind of had to, to get it as soon as possible. So I was in the loading area uh, taking my stuff up into the elevator, and all of a sudden, these two cars pulled out at the same time on the other side of the street. So immediately I thought, okay, great. Here's my chance. Perfect time to get a good parking spot right in front of the apartment building. So I jumped in my car, whipped around and pulled straight up into the park. There were two spaces open against the street or, or against the end of the street. And I pulled all the way up. I got straight to the bumper of the car in front of me. And I don't know what it was, but something came over me that said, this isn't the right spot for you you, you need to move. And you, you know, at the time when it happened, you don't, you can't really explain it. You don't really know. You just, you just kind of get this weird sense that something isn't right. So immediately I thought I better follow my instinct, move the car. So my first thought was, is that if I stayed where I was, if another car parks behind me, I'm going to be completely boxed in. And I wasn't that good at driving at the time. So I knew I would not be able to get out of the parking space if I needed to. So what I did is I backed up to the end of the street. So that way, if another car did park up in front of me, I could easily get out because nobody could park behind me. So I got a good space. Uh, I went about my business, uh, finished loading up my stuff into the apartment. And sure enough, not more than a few hours later, we came down to go to the club that night. A car had parked right in front of me. In fact, they parked so close, it was within inches of my car and the car in front of them. I don't even know how they got into it, really. Uh, I looked at the front of my car to make sure there were no dents, and they obviously didn't hit my car. So now, because of my ability to kind of recognize that type of situation, 
and figure that this isn't the right spot for me. Now, does that make me psychic? Does that um, give me some kind of powers of fruition? And obviously you must be thinking right now, well, that's kind of a shitty way to use psychic powers, you know, uh, it, but to me, it's the little things like this that make a huge difference. It adds up because unbeknownst to me later that night, when we were walking home from the club, we heard this, uh, driver coming up behind us. The car was like totally swerving. It had almost hit us. I mean, within a few feet, it swerved, came up, um, to the sidewalk and kind of swerved over there and then swerved out. And my brother and I looked at each other. We went, oh shit, we jumped out of the way. Uh, we were the, within inches of pretty much getting hit. Now the guy took off around the corner and he smashed into a car. You could hear it, bam. My brother and I were just looking at each other. There was smoke coming around the corner. Uh, and then the strangest thing was, is you heard the car start back up we could see it back up the, the headlight or the uh, tail lights, and then it took off. It just total hit and run, just took off <laughs> right there. So if we had been hit, they would have totally just left us to die and uh, nobody would have known who done it. So we kind of went up there. We saw the smoke and everything like that. We headed up to our apartment building uh, where he'd hit the car. We went around the corner and as the smoke cleared, we realized the car they had hit was the car that was right in front of mine. So had I not followed that little voice in my head, my car would have been totaled, plain and simple. Now, is that a coincidence? Is it uh, foreseen knowledge or some kind of psychic power that I possess? I don't know. And now it's time for... Like, oh my God, have you ever... Do you ever have that dream where you're lying in bed and someone breaks into your house? They hover over you and start stabbing you? It feels so real, and as you're lying there in agonizing pain, bleeding to death, you look up and realize the person stabbing you is a younger version of yourself. Now, the second story is somewhat similar. I was driving across the country, uh, moving back to California from Maine. I was broke. I had no money at all. And I just had this huge jar of change that I was using to pay for gas. Now, this was a few years later, probably about 10 years later. I was driving through Nebraska. It was early in the morning. Uh, I made a quick stop to get some gas. It was like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it was just a gas station and a bathroom on the other side. And I had to go to the bathroom because it, it, it was cold outside. And, you know, once you get out in the cold, you get the urge. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to hold it. There's there's no reason for me to go to the bathroom right now. I, I just want to get back on the road and just get the hell out of here. I won't go. I'll hold it in. No big deal. So I jumped in the car. And again, I was thinking, man, I should go to the bathroom. And I was really fighting it because, again, I didn't want to get out. I was freezing my ass off. I didn't want to uh, deal with that. I was just about to get on the, I think I even got onto the on-ramp to get back onto the freeway. And I, again, that feeling came over me. Something told me that, no, you should go to, for whatever reason, you should go to the bathroom now. For whatever reason it is. I didn't know at the time. 
I just trusted that I had to do it. So I actually stopped. There was no other cars around. So I just stopped and put it in reverse and went reverse about 200 feet back all the way to the bathroom. I left the car running. I jumped out, did my business. And this process probably took about five minutes or so. Not, not that long. So I jumped back in my car and got on the freeway and took off again. Probably not more than two or three minutes up the road. I started seeing brake lights, the cars in front of me, cars swerving out of the way. And I was like, oh shit, what the hell's going on? Was there a wreck? Is there something going on? So of course I slowed down, proceeded with caution. I see all these cars parked to the side of the road. It didn't really look like there was anything in front of me anymore, but everybody was pulled over to the side. And as I look closer to the side of the road, I began to see the cars with these huge cracks in their windshield, dents. There were these huge softball-sized hail. I mean, it was huge. It had smashed in the cars. So again, this is one of those situations. Had I not stopped, I would have ended up in that hail storm. My car probably would have been damaged. I had no money, no insurance, no way to pay for it. I would have been fucking stuck in Nebraska of all places. I listened to that voice in my head to avoid something catastrophic. Even with that, those situations, there's more to it than that. Uh, there's a lot of times where I can tell what people are thinking. I can tell uh, what people are going to say, what they're in the mood for. When I was in California, I was a salesman. I did a lot of telemarketing sales and I didn't like it. I hated it. But the reason I was so good at it is because I could read people by the tone of their voice. I could tell if they were lying. I could tell if they were ready to be sold, if they weren't. So you tell me in the comments below if you think that this is some kind of psychic power. Is it just everybody has that? Is it no big deal? Have you experienced it as well? Uh, you know, let me know. I would love to hear your opinion on that. I would love to know what you think. The magical question is this, am I psychic? Do I have some kind of supernatural powers that other people don't? I believe that I don't. I really don't. I am no better than anybody else. I think I just know how to use the information that is given to me that helps me figure out the path in my life, whether I go left or whether I go right, whether I speed up or whether I slow down. I listen to that voice in my head. And I think anybody has that ability. It's just whether they develop it over time or they choose to use it. And I have a, I do have a very good memory or at least I used to have a very good memory. It's not as good in my old age. It's kind of like instinct, uh, years of evolution. And it, it, it's sort of an element of survival. Uh, it's all about the patterns, and if you recognize these patterns, uh, and if you have a good memory, you can kind of figure things out. Um, almost like as if um, how YouTube uses its algorithm to figure out what video you want to watch. That's what the, the best way to explain it. Let me give you a small example. Is that If you come to me and ask, hey, can you read my mind? And the answer is no, I can't. I don't know anything about you. So, of course, I couldn't do that. But if we sat down, had a conversation for a couple of hours, and I get to know you, uh, I'll start to recognize patterns. I'll start to recognize your speech, your facial expressions. And over time, I will be able to 
kind of predict what you're going to say, what you feel, what you're in the mood for. And of course, this isn't 100% uh, accurate. I mean, it depends on the person. Some people are more predictable than others. Some people are easier to read. This is the very bare bones explanation of how it works, okay? Uh, obviously, anyone out there is sort of a psychic, people that, oh, tell you your future and read your cards and tell you some kind of bullshit, and it's just not true. What they do is they use this same ability to get an idea of who you are and what you want to hear, and then they play it against you. Some of you might be thinking, uh, well, then how can you tell, how would you be able to know if somebody's going to hit your car or how would you know the weather? The brain is one of the most complex computers known to the universe. The basic calculations that I just mentioned are probably going on constantly within your subconscious. And it's then up to me to decipher what it's trying to tell me and figure out uh, something about it. It's also um, about trust and skepticism at the same time. Uh, it's, it's a fine line between good judgment and paranoia. It's also a double-edged sword because sometimes I haven't taken flights, I haven't gone on trips, and, you know, uh, I haven't left the house because of the feeling that I had, because of something that I thought, okay, uh, something tells me I shouldn't do this today. In that regard, it kind of sucks. And you have to navigate that because you're, I'm constantly asking myself, if I pass this car, will it lead to an accident somewhere else? Or if I stay behind and let this car pass me, that's the shit that goes on in my brain on a constant basis. And, you know, sometimes you could ask a question and say, okay, well, I didn't go out today. And there were no accidents, so does this make me crazy? But then I sit there and I say to myself, uh, well, there were no accidents today. Was that because I didn't go out? So it can kind of screw with your head. And you have to just kind of develop a sense of living your life and being aware of your surroundings to avoid the bad things. This would probably explain why I'm such a recluse. But all in all, I hate to disappoint everybody out there. There are no such thing as psychics. There is nobody at least from my experience in my lifetime, there has been nobody that could read my thoughts or tell me things about me that weren't obviously clear. If you're out there and you go to a psychic every week or, you know, some people just love to believe in this shit because it makes their life feel better. And there, you know, I'm not knocking on that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. To me, the saddest part about it is that there are some people out there with this ability that I have and they take advantage of others. And they use it to reap the benefits of other people's misery or their unfortunate events. That's when it becomes something where I wanna make people aware of it so they're not taken advantage of. Remember to always believe in yourself before you believe in anybody else. here on the gothic side of life where we go a little bit more in depth on the videos i post on youtube this is your companion guide to am i psychic so let's jump right into it basically what i was trying to get across in this video 
is that there's no such thing as psychics. There's no such thing. I don't know. There's a whole slew of things that has always irked me about people who claim to have some kind of psychic powers or something. And the point was, is that if you have a good memory, if you're able to read people and you're kind of able to just pay attention in essence, it's not that hard to figure it out. You know, it's not that hard to trick somebody into thinking you know a little bit about them. I hate to be negative Nancy and all, but this whole shit with astrology, I I see that I might be uh, screwing myself here with a lot of people, but I have to be honest. I have to be myself on this show, so I have to tell the truth, at least my perspective of the truth. Astrology is just bullshit. Everybody displays some kind of some kind of traits of all the different astrological signs. If you take the astrology signs for America and then you mix those with the Chinese astrology, you'll find that people who are born in the same year have the same traits as somebody who's born in the same month. So which one is right? You know, it's just, it's, it's farcical. So going forward, I want to be respectful of all people that believe in whatever they believe. I'm not knocking you for believing whatever it is that you find interesting. I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm just saying there are people out there that take advantage of other people who believe in something, whether it's ghosts, aliens, psychics, uh, supernatural powers, vampires. I think they all I think they all go kind of hand in hand. It's it's a bit of a strange thing. If you believe in one, most people believe in all the rest. Bigfoot conspiracy theories, chemtrails on planes, and uh, that the government's behind it. Come on, people. Uh, We got to lighten up here. We got to get our senses about us. Otherwise, we're never going to advance as a species if we keep believing in stupid shit. Some people that believe this stuff do it as a way of entertainment or just as a way to help themselves get through life. And there's there. Listen. There's nothing wrong with believing in whatever it is that you believe in. I myself believe it's all hocus pocus. That's just who I am. You keep believing in what you want. But if you can see some sort of clarity in what I'm about to tell you, maybe you can find a way to better yourselves. And what I mean by that is by not being deceived by people who know it's fraud, just like many people of religion, and then take advantage of those people for their own benefit, for monetary gain. And that's my biggest concern. I'm on Twitter and I have the, I get this whole slew of people that have these paranormal channels, YouTube channels, uh, podcasts about ghosts and stuff. And I've, I've been trying to watch some of them just out of curiosity to see if anything's changed since I was skeptical many years ago. And it hasn't. It's just these videos of people's backyard and then they bang on some pots and pans and try to call it ghosts or some shit. And I was watching this one uh, uh paranormal thing on on Netflix just to see a higher production value to see if it's different. And oh my God, it's just horrible. Okay. These people talk about ghosts in their house and they're sitting there saying, yeah, it's weird. Every time I put something on the bed, some clothing, I turn around and it just disappears. I don't know what happened to it. And the first thing that goes off in my mind is I'm thinking they got to have a dog. And then sure enough, a couple scenes later, they don't mention the dog in that scene, but then a couple stories later, they go, yeah, and somebody was at our front door and we have this huge dog and it just started barking for no reason. What do you mean dogs bark at everything? I have a mini husky. She is a beautiful little creature, but she is sneaky as fuck. 
She is fast and she is sneaky. She will steal anything that you lay down. If she has a chance to take it, it'll be out in the backyard in 10 seconds. I mean, this dog is so fast. I love her to death. From my office, you can see outside of my backyard and I will see her out there. I will see her and I will like knock on the window and wave to her and she looks up at me. And the moment she sees me, she starts heading up to my office. And before I could turn around to look at the door of my office, she will be there. That's how fast she is. All the way up the stairs and through the doggy door, bam, just like that. And she steals stuff. She's like a little fox. Everything's missing. I have to put doggy gates. I have to put these gates on the front of all of our doors so that way she doesn't take anything we leave that happens to fall. Even if it's not on the ground, if it's on our desk, she will jump up onto our chair and steal it off the desk and then take off with it. That's how mischievous she is. So when you say your stuff is disappearing in a house that's haunted with ghosts, you have a dog. Well, there's your explanation. It's a dog. Okay, come on. Problem solved. And dogs bark at the door. Sometimes they whimper. Sometimes they sense things others don't. It doesn't mean you have a ghost. It just means maybe you have a serial killer at your front door. It means maybe you have somebody walking by that they're afraid of. Uh, I have another dog, uh, a huge silver lab, and he looks ferocious as hell. And he is to strangers, but to us, he's just a big goof. One time, there was a guy walking now, normally anybody that walks by our house, this dog is barking like a son of a bitch. He's just the deepest, angriest growl you can hear. He doesn't like people. He's, he, unless he knows you. If he knows you and he knows that uh, you're safe with us, he's perfectly fine. He'll lick you to death and knock you over just because he doesn't know any better. But in general, if he doesn't know somebody, he barks like crazy. So one time there was this guy he was drunk or high or something. He looked like he just stepped out of, he looked like some, a zombie from the walking dead. Seriously, his clothes were all ragged. They looked all dirty. Like as if he just came out of a mine or something. It was really weird. I saw him walking uh, towards our house and I was out of the, the big window in the front of our house. And I was thinking, man, that's, that's weird. What's that guy doing? And he was making a beeline straight for our front window. And I was thinking, huh? And I just started staring like, Okay, when's he going to turn? When he, when's he going to turn? Is he going to turn? And literally, he walked straight up to our window, almost hit it. I don't even, I think he was high or something. He didn't even realize where he was going. And then he just went the other direction. I grabbed a weapon and was headed for the front door. And by the time I opened the door, he was gone. But I didn't even think about it at the time. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I just reacted. He disappeared. I don't know where he went. I called the cops just to be safe. They came and said they got a report of the same guy doing the same thing around the neighborhood and that they were looking for him. And no big deal. You know, whatever. If he comes into my house, he's going to die. But that's his choice. But the strange thing was, is that Midian was nowhere to be found. He completely just vanished. He didn't want nothing to do with this guy. So clearly he knew that there was something either mentally off or something wrong with this person that he was no match for. I mean, some guard dog, right? But he just took off. So the point is, is that even though you may think that dogs act strange, or I don't know what it is. Sometimes a dog won't even go outside because he's too scared of some kind of smell. Like literally, he'll just stay in the house and we have to kick him out to go to the bathroom because he'll just, he just won't go at certain times. I don't know why it is, the smell of a different animal or something. 
Animals are weird. So you can't blame them for a ghost because they act weird or they bark at a closet. You know, they bark at a closet, more than likely there's a mouse behind there. You just don't want to admit that you have a rodent problem. But it's just weird. And in, as the, this family went on about their haunted house, it just became more and more ridiculous. Uh, uh, they found a picture underneath the flooring, but they were so scared of the house, instead of getting rid of the picture, they put it in a frame and hung it up on the wall, and it flew off the wall. Like, what, what sense does that make? The best thing was they said at one point the whole house just smelled like uh, musty dirt, the dirt that would be at a cemetery. That's those. That was their words. They started screaming, no, please stop or something. And then the ghost made the smell go away. So first of all, there have been many times where I've been somewhere and I had a memory flashback and I smelled whatever it was that memory reminded me of. So the brain is very powerful in remembering certain smells. And you will actually be able to smell that based on a certain memory. So that's one thing. Number two, I have been in hundreds of cemeteries, graveyards, mausoleums. I have walked through them. I have taken pictures of them. And not once do they have a certain smell. I'm sorry, they don't. I've been at even funerals where people are being buried, freshly dug graves. They don't have a smell other than just normal dirt. Graveyards are like parks for the dead. They're beautiful places to enjoy and admire people who have passed. That's what gets me too, is why do people think that cemeteries are haunted? Why would a cemetery be haunted? That makes no sense to me. Absolutely no goddamn sense if you think about it. First of all, when people are buried in a cemetery, they've been dead for at least two or three weeks before they even get to that place. Unless they actually died in the cemetery, why would their spirit, if there is such a thing, or their ghost be hanging around the cemetery? Wouldn't they be hanging around wherever they died? People always say, oh, graveyards are scary. Oh, the dead. Uh, yeah, they're dead. They're fucking six feet. Do you really think, even if there were zombies, even if people started coming back to life, do you think you could dig through six feet of earth on top of you inside of a coffin to get out of the ground? Does that make logical sense to you? I I'm sorry. You can't do it. If you bury yourself in the sand at the beach, try doing that, you know, to the neck up. And just tell me if you can get out. Bury yourself all the way, your full body, like a feet or two down so your neck's showing, so that way at least you can breathe. I'm not telling anybody to really bury themselves. But then try to get out of it. Do your best, because I guarantee you, you will have a damn hard time and you won't be able to. And that's just a few inches. Imagine what it is if it's three to six feet of dirt on top of you. You're not getting out of there, live or dead. Cemeteries being haunted. No, they're not. They're beautiful places. Take a walk through one sometimes. Enjoy them. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming for you. We all get scared from some kind of movie at some point, and it haunts us for the rest of our lives. So nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no weird shit. It's all in your head. Do strange things happen? Yes, strange things happen. Doors shut for no reason. Houses shift, causing windows to open or things to fall off the wall or a certain pressure in a room. And if you were able to recreate that, you might be able to figure it out. In fact, usually when I, let's say I'm walking down the street or I'm walking somewhere and I see something out of the corner of my eye, 
that looks that made me feel like, oh, is somebody watching me? Is there something uh, lurking after me? Something seems creepy. I don't know. Should I do something about it? Whenever that happens to me, I stop and I take the time to try to figure out why it happened or what it was that happened. And every single time I was able to figure it out that it was just a glare off of something that flashed through my glasses, that it was a car passing by, but the reflection hit something else, a mirror in the house or a window uh, or a leaf falling. Even a leaf falling can trigger your peripheral vision to make you think something is there. And you have a choice to think logical when this happens or to freak out and go, oh my God, there's somebody in the house. Oh shit. Oh my God, I'm being watched. Oh. You know, you make that choice to act like that and become hysterical. And then it becomes reality, at least in your head. The scariest things in life are living people. That, that's who you have to be scared of. Those are the manipulators. Because the reason I bring this up and the reason I did the video is because I do see a lot of people in, on social media taking advantage of others. I see these Instagram pages and these Twitter pages where they say, oh, psychic reading, $20, blah, I'll read your tarot cards through the, come on, people, don't be paying these. It's, you know, you're better off buying porn. At least you get some kind of enjoyment out of that. You don't need some dumbass shifting through some cards. They probably don't even do it. And then tricking you into thinking something bad is gonna happen in your life. Or if something bad already did happen in your life, they take advantage of it by letting you speak to your dead relatives or putting a spell on somebody, an ex-boyfriend or something like that, or an ex-girlfriend. And they're just playing on your fears. They're playing it against you. They are manipulating you. And that's what I don't like to see. And that's that's a sad thing. It really is. And I hope that you guys uh, uh, are capable of understanding what I'm trying to get across at this point. I hope you guys can understand that. Again, I'm not trying to put anybody down for what they believe in. But I guess I am. I'm an ass. What are you going to do? I'm sorry. I've been that way my whole life. I have to point out the obvious. I have to uh, figure things out. My brain does not rest until I'm capable of solving a puzzle, beating a video game. That's just the way it works. And when I do that, unfortunately, sometimes it comes across as me being an ass. And even when I rewatch the video, uh, sometimes I watch it and I'm thinking, oh, shit, I, I come across as kind of an arrogant ass, like as if I know all kinds of stuff. And that's really that wasn't my point. It was more to say that just because I have some kind of knowledge that one person may think is valuable, it really isn't. It's a parlor trick aimed at other people that are vulnerable to believing in stuff that is beyond their control. It, uh, it doesn't exist. And you got aliens out there that are in the same realm. You know, I was a big fan of the X-Files back in the 90s. I used to love me some X-Files. But again, it's all science fiction, people. Is the government covering shit up? Well, of course they're covering shit up. But that doesn't mean it's alien. For whatever reason, they cover it up. It's their own. Is that right? No, it's not right. But that doesn't mean there's little green men. Does that mean there's some kind of uh, spaceship hanging around? No, come on, people. Back around 17 or 18 years old, we used to visit a, a, a friend of the family who has actually worked for NASA. He uh, actually designed the first space shuttle and worked on the Project Star Wars and things like that. He was a really nice old man. He was really cool. We would go to his house when we went to Disneyland as a family. 
And he was one of those old guys that would just tell you all kinds of shit, anything you wanted to hear. He would be honest with you and tell you. And so we used to ask him, hey, are there any aliens out there? And he said, you know what? I've been looking at the skies my whole life. We have the best telescopes there is in NASA, and I haven't seen a damn thing. There's no alien ships. Is there life somewhere in this universe like us or similar to us? Hell yeah, I believe that 100%. But are they little green men that come in spaceships and probe us? No, come on. I don't think so. It's fantasy based on what you've read or what you've watched. Is there other life on planets? Yes, definitely. There has to be. But are they capable of having the technology to travel light years away? I highly doubt it. And if they do, would they know where we were at? It's an improbability. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. But if it was possible and it did happen, I guarantee you we would know about it. The government would not be able to cover it up. The, the, the government can barely fucking handle the coronavirus. You think they can cover up something like that? But don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the fantasy of all of this stuff, of ghosts, of vampires. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, that kind of pisses me off is the whole vampire thing, gothic people and vampires. Ooh, gothic, if you're gothic, you must be a vampire. Oh, you know, and people say, I'm a real vampire. I drink blood, you know, and you find out they're just fucking sucking the blood of some uh, sub. They're a dom and they're uh, they have a sub that they cut and, drink their blood of it and you know oh wow big deal you know it's like come on that's not a vampire that's just a dipshit with a cup and a razor blade i mean uh, give me a break here and it makes uh other gothic people look bad like as if we're some kind of looney tune freak that all that we believe in that shit yeah it's a beautiful fantasy to be a vampire to be immortal yeah that'd be great i'm all for that Everybody should, to some degree, understand that there is a fantasy in all of our lives that we enjoy to make life more bearable and a reality to life that we need to understand to become better people. And although that reality sucks, to some degree, until you understand it, your life will just be more and more miserable. If you live your life more in the fantasy than you do in reality, your life sucks because you're not getting what you want because you're not actually... Yeah, you're thinking in a in a uh, an unobtainable goal. That's what you're doing, and when you can't attain it, you're miserable, and that's what happens. And even me with all this reality talk, you know, it's the, again, this is just my opinion based on facts. It's just my opinion about the way I see things, and I just want you out there to be careful. I want you to be aware, and I want you to not be vulnerable to the vultures that take advantage of the disadvantaged. You believe whatever you want. As long as it makes you happy, go for it. But if it costs money, think twice. If it's free of charge, hey, it's free to believe in whatever you want. But once they start charging you and saying, well, if you want to know your future, it's going to be $30. So that's my two cents about the whole supernatural, psychic, vampire, werewolf, whatever else you see on the sci-fi channel. I don't mean to break anybody's bubble or piss anybody off about it, but I think there's a lot of weird misinformation on YouTube, especially about like all these videos that try to make you think that some, and it's the most horrible production you've ever seen. You watch these about paranormal videos and killer clowns and all this weird shit that just doesn't make any sense. But kids believe it. Kids start to believe in that shit and they start to think, oh, that must be real. It's on YouTube. 
So if you have kids out there, make sure your kids understand the difference between reality and fantasy. That's a good lecture to have with anybody. And if you don't understand it and you're an adult, maybe find somebody wiser and older than you to help understand it. I don't know. Again, I'm just talking. I'm just yapping. That's just my 45 cents. So just know that I want to hear from you. I would love to hear your opinion on this subject. I'm sure anybody else who does believe it has strong opinions. Leave a comment below. If you're a psychic or if you're a paranormal investigator and you want to come on my show, hey, email me at gothicsideoflife at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to hear your side, but just know that I will tear you to shreds. I will analyze the shit out of whatever it is you're trying to prove to me because that's the way my brain works. I'll try to be respectful. I'll try to be as nice as possible about it, but just know, reality check, I'm going to question whatever you put before me. Let me tell you something. If you could convince me that something exists out there, whether it's God, a ghost, an alien, an unknown creature, that will be the seal of approval for the rest of the world. And you can ask anybody that knows me. I'm the most skeptical motherfucker there is. So if you've experienced something like that, or if you have proof of something like that, hey, email me. Hit me up on Twitter at Gothic Side to hear more of my podcasts. You can go to gothicsideoflife.com. The best thing you do to help me out is share the Gothic Side of Life with others. Either tweet it to your friends, post it on Reddit, Facebook, any type of social media outlet. It's greatly appreciated. I am building a coalition of future corpses. And if you want to be part of that, then definitely subscribe to my podcast. So that way you get updates when I post new episodes. We are all creeping through the night trying to survive because we don't know what exists in the darkness. Thanks for listening.